nice article in the Managing Madrid uh, blog. They're wonderful lads that do a great job there. And worth reading about that man there. Karim Benzema needs to rest and the numbers reveal why. Times ended up almost looking like a 6-3-1. Some very good writing about that on the Managing Madrid website. Frustrate podcast as well. Of course, Pere Valverde was a huge part of the equation. Hello and welcome. I'm back after a little bit of a hiatus. Um, I'm joined today by Ridium. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, Ruben is in work, I presume. I did text Sam for vibes, but uh, he has also some stuff on and uh, isn't back till later this evening. So he goes another week without appearing. One day he'll show up. Uh, after I'd say after a really big win, a really important win, we'll get Sam on. All four of us will be on. But for now, mm-hmm. it's just the two of us. We are going to talk about the last two games. I forgot completely forgot that Castilla played over the weekend as well. Um, yeah. That was a draw, I'm pretty certain. I think so. Against Leonessa and then Maya Honda today, which we... To my surprise, one two one because for seventy five minutes of that this game that we've just watched, I didn't think Castilla were going to get anything out of it, and then two goals and literally ninety seconds, maybe less, completely yeah. flips the game on its head. Um, we are obviously talking about it on on our chat and just before we hit record about the shape, which was a uh, again I I. Raul is not a very shape disciplined coach. He kind of just throws out players that he likes and hopes things work out. But, uh, definitely today, it seemed that the substitutes made the difference in terms of uh, we started playing. We were, I have it as a four-two-three-one at the end. Yeah, at the end it was four-two-three-one. And I think when he starts, I think that was his image of how we would play at the start. But he picked a load of players that just didn't particularly enjoy that sort of game. I'm not quite sure. Um, yeah, some strange selection choices, but his substitute certainly paid off. Um, I don't know. Any any thoughts? Yeah, I think... Uh, I don't think Peter Federico should be playing as a as a wing-back, if I'm honest. Like, he's, he's just not persisted really with that for two, two, three years. He's killed the attacking game that Peter once had by persisting with... Uh, <laughs> Um, him as a wing back, God only knows why. Yeah, I mean, I don't really see that, like you know, defensive acumen that a winger, a wing back should have. Um, I don't know, like he just keeps playing him there, hoping for the best. It d- doesn't work out. He's like, you know, subs him up at half uh, at half time, and then mm. brings on I don't, an actual I, left back. <laughs> the sense I get is that he doesn't want to bench him, which is uh, admirable. But when you, I would prefer him benched than playing. On the, being on the pitch in the wrong position because it just seems to do more damage to his confidence than anything. Yeah, I think the game before uh, this weekend's game, he had one of his better performances, but then he plays a different position now and everything just, you know, everything changes yeah. when he gets subbed off. His confidence is uh, affected as well, I guess. Yeah, um, I also know, I've noticed that Everyone was quite frustrated that Oberdor didn't play from the start. I haven't, like, the last two games have been the most recent Castilla games I've seen. And then I haven't seen any since, ooh, it's been a while. 
I don't want to say. So, I don't think I want to say the date because I'll I'll shame myself, and no I one will I listen know to the, the podcast date. anymore. Yeah, I have an idea too, but uh, <laughs> obviously Oberdor is stealing the headline still. He was pretty good when I last touched base with Castilla, and it doesn't seem like it's changed. Yeah, he's been very. I, I didn't watch the last game on the weekend. I um I did watch the one before, and whenever he plays, he's pretty good on the left he's very fast like very fast yeah i don't like the game over the weekend wasn't really anything to write home about it was actually it was looking like we were going to do it for two games in a row where we would just kind of be a bit flat we were flat over the weekend and i thought you know up until everything flipped i thought we were it was a similar performance against my honda things just weren't really going our way and then, mm-hmm. like I said, substitutes came on. Some like I, you, I forget how much depth this team has. But Alvaro Rodriguez, Oscar Aranda, all players who could. Uh, I think any other generation of Castilla, they would be starting. But because uh, of the, I don't know. Some in some cases, I suppose with Aranda, I don't really know why he doesn't start. But came on and really did flip the game on its head. Um, in terms of giving Castilla a bit more shape, Rodriguez scored the eventual winner. Um, Martin assisted. I don't want to say he assisted the Dotor goal. Uh, um, no, it was Vinicius Tobias. Yeah, Vinicius Tobias. Yeah, it was a good pass as well. I forgot. It's a very good pass. You see, the thing I keep seeing the angle that Dotor scored from was like, I still can't believe that he was able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it looked. It looked like all sense would say cross it and let someone else score but uh not dotor no <laughs> i think the keeping was uh, a bit questionable yeah though. it was very suspect and the defending for the second <laughs> one was very suspect as well the cross just kind of floated in front of the defender and the goalkeeper and they didn't do much about it until it was too late yeah um, i think my honda will definitely be kicking themselves that they didn't have this game won mm, kind of like the psg game you know yeah, just for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I don't like that. Let me see. Any other talking points? I was quite impressed with Mario Luis. Um, hmm. I'm okay. used to having a less set of steady hands and goals for Castilla than Mario Luis. <laughs> but he, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a very confident player. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of him at first, but uh, he's he's grown on me. He's grown on me, and uh, yeah, I think he's he's very good on the ball, but he's a bit like I don't know. He just feels like he's short, even though he's not really short. I don't know. Yeah, he had a strange dress sense today. <laughs> he decided to pair a blue jersey with orange shorts. Yeah, it couldn't. It, it kind of hurt my eyes whenever the camera zoomed in on him. Um, yeah, I need to like recap on culture in the US a bit. It was such a like nothing event. It was such a non-event in terms of a game. Uh mm-hmm. especially considering the form that Castilla were coming in. I was expecting a little bit more. Uh yes, Peter scored. That was a surprise for me. It was a I, w- oh. I think I've said it before on a podcast, but Peter is ever since he was moved to wing back, he stopped taking shots that I know when he broke out with the f- reserves, he had the capacity of doing so and scoring from. He always had a very good shot on him. And 
the last two seasons when Raul has kind of persisted with this wing-back rubbish, he's just stopped doing that. He doesn't have the confidence anymore. And uh, I think over the weekend, he scored a goal, which was reminiscent of what he used to be. <laughs> but like you said, he keeps being switched around to different positions that um, it's hard for him to build any sort of momentum. Yeah, even when he plays as a as a as a forward, um, he doesn't really take that many shots. And when he does, I think I, I've seen so many shots that he's just skied. When he has the potential to actually, like you know, uh, make a composed finish and score, like it just yeah, it was something in the uh, when me and Ruben did the podcast in Madrid. I think I mentioned, but when you're sitting in the stands and you're able to see behind the player in the sort of space that's opening up for him. Uh, it's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's worse to see him sky them when you know he can score it, but uh, seeing him not do it at all is kind of heartbreaking and where his confidence is. Um, I don't yeah. know where we are on the table. We are second, apparently, which is crazy considering how we started the year. Nine games unbeaten. I don't think we've had a... I think that outdoes even some of Solari's best streaks. Hmm. Um, Are we only second because uh, Alcorcón haven't played a game? Probably. Yeah, especially with these early kickoffs, that's usually what happens. Um, but still, I mean, that's nine, the nine games is pretty impressive. I don't. I've never seen a Castilla side put a run like that together before. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been wild. It's like <laughs> I wasn't expecting them to play the way that they're playing right now. Uh, especially after, like you said the way they started the season it was pretty bad yeah well i suppose the um it was a shock how we started because we did myself and ruben anyways were quite high on the potential of this team going into the campaign saying that i don't think either of us would have predicted um to be putting up a run like we are now i'm trying to get a, like an updated view of this table it's a nightmare though because they no website updates it properly <laughs> Um, According to Google, uh, Castilla haven't played their game yet, so it's it's 14 games played. BD football is the same. Mm. Um, But I suppose the big thing for us is two points clear of that. Um, Two points clear of sixth, which is just below the last promotion spot. that was before this game was played, so it really will depend on how other results go and where we end up at the end of the day. But you can't complain for sure. Like it's it's crazy. What's crazy to me is that we were looking, we've been looking over our shoulder in recent matches over the relegation zone, and it's just these nine games have been able to put it away. Um, being able to keep up this sort of form is the sort of thing we've been asking from Castilla to put together in terms of a promotion run since Raul took over and he's never been able to do it. This is um, like comfortably his best run as a coach during a season <laughs> that I thought he was going to be. <laughs> we were going to see a down year because um, he just didn't seem to be finding the oomph that his team had in the second, that pr- original promotion runoff a couple of years ago. Um and a harder group as well, in my opinion. Some really big yeah. names in there. Um, you can have no complaints, which is a shame, because they usually uh, prolong the podcast a bit more. <laughs> and there's no news when there's good news. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just like I, like you said, I wasn't expecting um, 
I was expecting Castilla to play to to play the way they're playing, and it's just been really good to see like Raúl finally have a group of like really trusted guys and see them deliver every single game. Like Alvaro Rodriguez, who scored the winner today, and even though he didn't start, uh, he is probably Raúl's preferred striker yeah. because he starts like every single game. <laughs> Uh, well, he's Raul. Sort of build that Raul always kind of gravitates towards with strikers. Yeah, who was the who was the striker last season that, that was kind of like tall and I don't remember his name. He he got sold or loaned, I think. I can find out pretty quickly now. Mm. Latasa. Nice. Yeah, Latasa. Yeah. I think he he's also for, a, he's playing for Getafe now. Yeah, yeah. He is playing for Getafe. Mm. <laughs> What a weird little substitution. Anyways, um, that's such a weird career path. I think I thought it was a weird move when it happened. I forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, Latassa was dead. Latassa wasn't as tall as Alvaro Rodriguez was, but um, yeah, similar similar playing style. It's very mm-hmm. strange to see a coach so um, like up until the four, how you scored the goals, how kind of modern and I suppose Spanish based. A kind of Spanish view of the game that Raul has until you get to the striker and then he's <laughs> the kind of lump it into the box and hope the guy headers it in sort of yeah. coach. Which is weird because Zidane was the same, but Zidane waited until uh, he was first team coach to implement that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's the same with the position thing where we. it seems like Castilla coaches love to put players in positions where they really shouldn't be. Mm. Um, I remember... Who was it? What was his name? Solari did it famously with one guy um, <laughs> who's playing in Mexico now, but he had scored like 20 goals previous year. Solari decided that he should be a winger or a midfielder and just killed him as a player. <laughs> Franchu as well. No, um, uh, Fusilier. One of our best wingers got played as a fullback as well. It seems to happen all the time. We put wingers at fullback. Yeah, it's just kind of odd. It's, a, it's an odd trend. I don't think it should like continue, but you know, Raul does what he wants. Also, do you want to know something very interesting? Go on. Uh, Alcorcon, I think that's how you pronounce their name. They lost their game against Unionistas. So we're actually second now. We're properly second. Okay, yeah. that's good. They lost 2 1. That's a break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's wild. Yeah, they lost because uh, um, I know, like when Sam does chime in on our group chat, one of the things he did say was Alcorn will probably run away with it. So, uh, <laughs> like if he, it's one of those strange things that only Sam Sharp knows in terms of what teams are good in the third division, but uh, <laughs> that's um, good news. I'm surprised by Deportivo Lacaruna not really pushing on. Yeah, they're fifth right now. Yeah, which I thought is, I think it's kind of poor. I'm looking forward to playing them. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. weird. It's going to be really um, weird. Yeah. I remember I don't, the first team used to play them so many times. Like, yeah, it's going to be odd. Always, yeah, I, the last time I've seen a game at their stadium, it was like a 6 2 in 16 17, where the, we had those, like, we had a weird thing where there was two, we had two, <laughs> two starting 11s that could put away anybody. Oh, I, um, bro. Great times. <laughs> yeah, shout out to those days. I want to yeah. talk about Vinicius a bit because I got I watched him. We were talking about him just before we hit record, and uh, 
I don't know. I have a great connection with Vinicius because I've seen him since almost the start. Mm-hmm. Like I said to you, I saw the game where he got bit in the head, and I've seen a game where he got sent off against Celta Vigo B. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just bizarre to see how far he's like come as a player um, to what he is now, and how I like the. I think it was the third goal they scored against South Korea. He like crossed the ball into a bot into a space where he didn't know he knew the player would arrive, but hadn't <laughs> done so yet. And it's like this parallel between the player who couldn't put the ball in, at the feet of a player who was already there, um, just completely flipped. Um, I like I, I obviously we can put Ancelotti in some sort of credit for that. Seems to have happened while he was in charge, but I don't like something must have changed drastically for Vinicius just to have the put it together like he has. Yeah, I mean it's not just like everyone says it's the confidence. It's I, I don't think it's just the confidence. Like he's taking leaps as a player. It's not just that he's started taking better shots and is calmer in front of goal. It's not just that his decision making has been so much better since his first two se- first three seasons and. I think it's like, yeah, confidence does play a part, but he's improved a lot as a player as well. And I don't yeah. think that enough people are talking about it. I think if you continue, if Brazil, like we fancy Brazil to win it, me and you anyways, I'm not sure about Ruben. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like if he continues in the form that he showed in the group stages, in phases, and especially that game yesterday, like, I don't know, like in terms of his what he's going to achieve in his career. I'm not sure what the glass ceiling is anymore. <laughs> I thought that with Vinicius, I think the conversation was always like, he wasn't the most of the tree. He was the least exciting for us. Um, watching him play it in the reserve level. And mm. um, I don't think the idea that he would score a winner at champions league final. And also like being a team that could win a world cup was ever on the table. <laughs> you know, it's not something, it's not so. It's not an expectation you put at the feet of a player. I think with the Champions League final, you would have hoped he would have been able to do it. But the fact that he's doing it now is just mind-numbing to me. Yeah, I mean, he's not just in the team. He's actually like a really big part of it because so much of their attack goes through the left because Neymar's on the left, Vinicius is also on the left, so they combine really well. And it's just really like wholesome to see it, man. Like, yeah, he was the he's the youngest Brazilian goal scorer at World Cup since Neymar. Wow, wow, which is wild. It is wild. Not, yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I don't think I have much else to say. It's a short one today, but they do happen. You just kind of go through run through of them, and then that's it. Um, I have to check what Castilla's next game is. See if it's. Hmm. Let me see. Castilla Caldera. play. Yeah, Caldera, yeah. You know, after all the rifting we've done, I guarantee you they'll lose it. Huh? I put my house on it. I said after all the rifting we've done on how good they are, they'll lose the next game. They might lose the next game. <laughs> That's what they do. That's every time. Every time this pod gets positive about them, they go and lose the next game. Yeah. Yeah, you've Although seen the know. meme, right? This is what he does. <laughs> nine matches in on a row, and it's uh, yeah. maybe it's coincidence that those nine matches came when I wasn't on the pod. <laughs> it used to happen when I did the first team for managing Madrid. Every time I didn't watch a game, they'd win six two or five nil or something like that, and then I'd watch a game and we draw one one. 
<laughs> I used to watch the games on Twitter because I thought that if I did that, they wouldn't lose. Mm. The but good old um, superstition, nice. Yeah, <laughs> now many just, of those. Now I don't mind being the jinx. I don't mind making my favorite teams lose if I watch them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we will see you then Saturday. We'll see who's uh, knocking around. I think it was a bad day for Ruben because it's midweek, but uh, hopefully Saturday he'll come on and ask some good questions. That's what I like about having yeah. Ruben on. He'll throw out some difficult questions that draw out the podcast by 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, the, la- the last podcast I was on, he asked, he asked me like five different things about I don't even know what, and like it just confused me. I was like, okay, this this needs some thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to do your homework when you're on. Yeah, yeah, no, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, right, we'll see you then.